0: Hi, everyone. Happy Monday, November the 9th. I hope everybody's had a fabulous weekend. <laughs> Whoa, my energy is just off the wall right now. I am in amazing spirits because this specific candidate that I particularly voted for to be President of the United States happened to win. That is President elect uh, Joe Biden and Vice President elect. I'm sorry, I'm going to amend that to Madam Vice President elect Kamala Harris won the ticket to be the president and VP for the next four years of everybody in the United States' lives, contrary to a certain individual not um, conceding and, you know, his merry band of loyal followers advising him, you know, otherwise, but we're not going to get into that because I, like many, are just elated for the result because we've literally been living in a dark era for the last four years of racism, of bigotry, of anger, frustration. And for some odd reason, I find that even people in my personal life somehow still support that, but those people aren't even that important to me, quite honestly, because I don't need to live in LA, but, um, you know, they're just that of my life. But I will say this, um, I did speak with a girlfriend of mine who is just, I've known her forever, she's my best friend, she's literally, I've known her since before either of us could speak. We had such a great conversation on Saturdays, so that would have been two days ago, uh, with regards to the election and everything, and, um... You know, it was a really good conversation. And we just see eye to eye. In the words of Nini, at least, we see each other. Uh, so that was great. But um, yeah, I man, L.A. was just on another level. And it's just like the, mole- the molecular molecules have shifted here. Like, people are optimistic. They're happy. I mean, not everybody, obviously, because not everybody's candidate won. And I know that the, the right is still doing their thing and lawsuits. And Trump's tweeting out like a storm. And Twitter's, of course, putting little tags on him, which is so savage. And of course, (laughs) excuse me, his two Satan spawns, I'm sorry, his President Trump spawns are, you know, doing their thing. But that's fine. They can, it's a free country and we're free to say what we want to because we live in a democracy, much in part thanks to our founding fathers and Joe Biden. Um, And even though that the current, you know, commander in chief until January 19th, um, 2021, uh, disagrees with that, you know then that's that. But aside from that, I was going to read some stories, but you guys know, you've been following the news, and I'm not a big news person, with the exception of pop culture news and fashion news, (laughs) and duh. Um, But I've been watching the news literally on, like, continuous cycle since Tuesday the 3rd, Um, and I'm pretty much all newsed out. I'm going to be tuning in throughout the week, obviously, to, like, get updates with regards to, you know, Giuliano and... Trump filing lawsuits because, you know, when Trump doesn't win, he files a lawsuit and he sues because he's a moron. And you know what? Before I didn't say things like that, before I really gave myself to BC, but quite honestly, I'm so done and over this administration. They're just horrible people. They're sick. They think that money's the most important thing in the world. They're... Afraid of people who are progressive They're afraid of the LGBTQ plus community They're afraid of diversity And the, quite honestly, that doesn't sit well with me And even though people may say Well, no, no, some people, it's all about this or that Uh-uh, says I am um, a gay, ethnic, uh, liberal Who grew up very well And many people that I know People, they're more just what, what confounds me is that movie stars that are like, Who have hundreds of millions of dollars Some of them, not all of them But many of them have millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars are Like, uh, yeah, tax me more because it's only fair, but like, people who I know, um, make under four hundred thousand dollars a year, are like, crying because they think that Trump's, uh, you know, gonna not raise their taxes and then the current, the blue, the blue party will. It's just like, you're so uneducated, like, ugh, I can't even. And you know what, I might lose listeners for that, but that's okay because I'm speaking my truth, much like you speak your truth, so the thirst is real. But aside from that, there was a huge celebration on um, Saturday. In West Hollywood, on Santa Monica Boulevard, after it was announced that uh, he had had gone over 270 electoral votes, which was just amazing, people are happy, the baristas are happy when I get my coffee, everybody's energy is just really up. So I'm really grateful, and I'm really, really proud of everybody that came out and voted in a global pandemic, um, and those who sent in mail-in ballots, because you don't want to be at risk about getting sick, which is incredibly uh, smart and safe, Um, and it's just... It's an incredible, uh, it's just, we, we need optimism, we need positivity. It made me think of the movie The Hunger, Hunger Games, because in the first movie, President Snow, and if you're not familiar with The Hunger Games, essentially, I think it takes place in the future, but like the world's literally destroyed. There's 13 districts, and then there's the Capitol, and then there's President Snow. President Snow's essentially President Trump. He's like a dictator, he's horrible, he like just doesn't care about the people, but he cares about his little inner circle. Um, But there's one line in the movie where President Snow says to the person who's controlling the Hunger Games that the most powerful thing in the world is hope. A little hope is good. A lot of hope is not good. So it's so true. And that really resonated with me when I saw that movie way back when I think it was a senior or junior in college. But hope. And we just haven't had hope for the past four years because literally the president has been like stripping hope from all of us. But you know what? Joe Biden is all about optimism and progression and getting this country back uh, fulfilling the soul. World leaders across the globe were reaching out about how excited they were for Biden's um win because they essentially I think one of the headlines was the world it's about building bridges, not you know building walls, and that's so true. Um, and that's what we need. We need to uh reach out to our allies. You know, be be just be the positive country that we are. I'm sorry, a friend of mine ordered postings for my account, and he's literally getting the order now. So let me just, um, uh, sorry here. I know this is, like, so unprofessional, but, like, literally so many things are going on. By the way, I ordered my new iPhone. I'm getting the iPhone 11 Pro Max, which I'm so excited about. Um, because I love me. a bigger screen. Um, hold on. Accepted. Hmm. Sorry. I've never done that before, but you know what? I'm in a new spirit. Okay, so I guess... Without without further ado, and that's pretty much the only stuff I have going on personally, is my um, (laughs) just happy spirits for all those who, like me, have been really hurt and saddened by this destruction of the past four years. Well, baby, we move onward and upward. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess I just went to CNN now, and I guess the headline is, I'm just going to refresh it because it keeps refreshing, but the headline now is, Trump's inner circle divided over path after Biden's win. You know, we'll just read one story about this we'll discuss it because it's literally the biggest story in the world. I'm not going to read, like, literally everybody's reaction because basically everybody whose reaction that I actually care about is... Fabulous and famous, and, like, they literally think the same thing I'm thinking of. Optimism, baby. Inclusion. <laughs> okay, let's read the first story from CNN. Jared Kushner, Melania Trump, obviously the president's son-in-law and the president's um, wife, um, advised Trump to accept election loss, which is very good news because if you lose, you lose. I mean, uh, Hillary Clinton conceded. Um, there's a viral video of the late, great John McCain conceding to President Obama. Class act John McCain. Um, by the way, I love Becca McKinney. I've been thinking of her a lot because she's obviously on maternity leave because she had a baby, which is so exciting, but I miss her on The View and I can't wait until she gets back. She's obviously the Republican conservative view on The View, but I love that because I love, I, I just love what she has to say. She's a smart, smart gal. Okay, anyways, back to the article. President Donald Trump's inner circle is beginning to split over his ongoing refusal to accept results of the 2020 election as Jared Kushner and and First Lady Melania Trump advised him to come to terms with President-elect Joe Biden's victory and his adult sons pressed him uh, and allies to keep fighting. Okay, before I even continue this, his sons are just off their rockers. I'm not going to say anything mean about them because they have children and their children are young and I'm not going to... I mean, I don't know if Eric has kids, but I know... Donald Trump Jr. has kids. And I'm not going to bash them. But I will bash Donald because he's just warped and sick in the head. But um, his sons are just, they're crazy. I mean, they're obviously crazy passionate about their father. Um, but... From what I've heard, and I've heard many things, they ain't go people. And that Kimberly really not go full, girl. Like, where are you, girl? Like, why are you hiding? where's Mike Pence? Like, he hasn't been, like, spotted in years. Like, where are you, says? I don't even know. I don't want to know. But, like, where are you? He's probably like, they got him free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kushner, the president's son-in-law and senior advisor, has approached him to concede. Two sources told CNN, the first lady, according to a separate source, familiar with the conversations, has privately said the time has come for him to accept the election loss. Ugh, I just love Melania, Melania, honey. You have to accept the failure of the election so I can go be free. <laughs> Meanwhile, Trump's sons, Donald Trump Jr., and Eric have urged allies to continue pressure pressing on, and they have pushed Republicans and supporters to publicly reject the results, even as CNN and other news organizations projected the race for Biden on Saturday. Even Fox News is literally on board with this, and that's crazy because Fox News is obviously notoriously conservative and red uh uh right wing and um you know they obviously aren't in favor of this but they're literally they're literally spewing facts they're spitting out facts and i love it it's so great you know it's so great i'm an equal opportunist except for president trump i'm an equal opportunist with all news organizations i really like to read everything but i have to say fox news good work The president, who was at his golf course in Sterling, Virginia on Saturday when the race was called, has not denied the outcome of the election privately, even as he does so publicly, sources told CNN, but he's continuing to push his attorneys to pursue legal challenges that would delay formal certification of the results, as he has made no public indication that he is ready to accept the results of the election. I mean, obviously he doesn't want to accept failure because the whole thing is like what, what an empire he's built. And how he's not a failure, even though, like, we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. But I think there's like many, many lawsuits, I guess, allegedly the, pre- the president is involved with. And I think that's probably also why he doesn't want to lose, because if he loses the worth, the, the, the spot of president, he loses, I guess, that um, immunity of deflecting or pushing off all those cases. And I've even heard tell of him going behind bars. So I don't I mean I don't know about that, but like I'm just saying. I mean, obviously he wants to do everything he can to protect himself and let him live because he doesn't want people coming and serving him. You're served. Imagine if, like Rosie O'Donnell, who I literally loved and worshipped, and asked if Rosie, like as the president was leaving, like walking across that lawn to the helicopter to fly away to go retire, um, if Rosie O'Donnell was like they there looking fabulous and handed him a, a serving thing, be like, you're served. I would literally laugh my I literally laugh my ass off. Um, Trump campaign spokesman Jason Miller in a tweet. Oh, there's been so many tweets I can't even handle it. Trump campaign spokesman. Jason Miller, in a tweet Sunday morning, denied that Kushner has approached Trump, although CNN stands by by its reporting. I mean, I believe CNN, obviously. This story is not true, said Miller. Jared has advised that real Donald Trump to pursue all available legal remedies to ensure accuracy. Trump asserted in a statement from his campaign moments after CNN and other networks projected projected that Biden will become the 46th president of the United States, that Biden is, quote, rushing to falsely pose as the winner, and that the race is, quote, far from over. Yeah, certain people who I know, like, I'm not going to name names, but like people people, uh, have, have said the same thing. And here's the thing. If it was the other way around and Trump it and Biden was doing this, they'd probably be up in arms about it. And this, I was watching um, ABC News this morning, too, with uh, George Stephanopoulos, who I love. And this horrible woman from Dakota, one of the Dakotas, was on. Like just being so rude and saying nasty things about Andrew Cuomo and how he's handled the coronavirus. And this lady was like, well, this isn't And I was like, lady, North Dakota doesn't have nearly as many people as New York City, so, like, have several seats. And, like, I just couldn't even handle her. But like, just the negativity of it and the nastiness of it. Like, I don't understand why, not all, but, like, certain Republicans are just, like, cult, they're like, they're like cult worshipers, you know? And again, I know this is very controversial, and this is really, really open-minded thinking, but the reason why I'm being so open now is because the election is indeed done, um, contrary to what Republicans, certain Republicans think, not all, certain, and it's just like, get what the time says, you know, get on the right side of history, that's all it is, just get on the right side of history, be progressive, and literally join the club, and it'll be great! Welcome all with open arms, but you will have to atone for your sins now, don't get me wrong. Also, um, President-elect Biden's and pres- Vice, Madam Vice President Harris's speeches on Saturday night were incredible. Um, just all about moving forward and getting this country back into shape and f- the soul of the country, rebuilding the soul. Um, former President Obama and former President George W. Bush, the, the most recent one, um, congratulated Biden and Kamala Harris. And like I said, other world leaders reached out. So that's that on that. Okay, second story of the day, the day, I just love second story of the day. It's from E! News, really, really, really gut-wrenchingly sad, heartbreaking news um, that many of you probably know that Alex Trebek, host of Jeopardy! passed away at 80. I mean, Jeopardy's just been such a staple, I feel like, in all of our lives. Um, Hollywood has lost one of its greats, sorry, this is from E! News. Jeopardy! host Alex Trebek has passed away at the age of 80, the news was confirmed on the game show's Twitter page on Sunday, November 8th. The post read, quote, Jeopardy is saddened to share that Al Trebek passed away peacefully at home early this morning, surrounded by family and friends. Thank you, Alex. March 2019, the beloved TV personality announced that he had been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, which has a survival rate of 1.6%. However, the devastating prognosis didn't put a damper on Trebek's spirit. Quote, I'm going to fight this. He said stoically, I'm going to keep working and with the love and support of my family and friends and with the help of your prayers also. At the time, the star vowed to continue hosting the show. Oh my gosh, that is that is strength and perseverance right there. Um, the show for as long as he could, he joked, quote, truth." told i have to because under the terms of my contract i have to host jeopardy three more (laughs) years love a joke love a man who can make a joke in the midst of a crisis um he said so help me keep the faith and we'll win we'll get it done thank you it's heartbreaking um the following august he said he had completed treatment but the following month he revealed that his health had taken a turn quote i was doing so well and my numbers went down to the equivalent of a normal human being who does not at pancreatic cancer, so we're all very optimistic. He said a good morning America. I lost about twelve pounds in a week, and my numbers went sky high, much higher than they were they was when I was first diagnosed. So the doctors have decided that I have to undergo chemo again, and that's what I'm doing. During the interview, he opened up about the death about I'm sorry, opened up about death and being prepared to say goodbye when his time came. Quote, I realize there is an end in sight for me, just as there is for everyone else, the beloved TV personality said. One line that I have used with our staff in recent weeks and months is that when I do pass on, one thing that they will not say at my funeral is, oh, he was taken from us too soon. I've had one hell of a good life, and I've enjoyed it, Trebek continued. The thought of passing on doesn't frighten me. It doesn't. Other things do. The effect it will have on my loved ones. Yes, that bothers me. It makes me sad. The thought of myself moving on. Hey, folks. It comes with the territory. Um, it's just, I, I mean, it's so wise and so strong and stoic. Um and he 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 knew he had a good life and that's amazing that's such that's just true self awareness and it's heartbreaking you know and it's 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 life and it's so it's just it's really sad and i'm so so sorry to his family his loved ones his friends his family his his coworkers um i send my condolences and i send so much love and um just a big 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 virtual hug uh, to all of those who loved and appreciated him so yeah um, and then this brings me to our third story of the day also from e news a uh, um, a story that okay it's it's controversial not by means of like scandal even though ironically the show is about scandal but it's about gossip girl the first photos from gossip girls the gossip girl set are here i saw these actually on on instagram on just jerry but i guess e news posted it too the new Gossip Girl is officially underway. The first photos from the set have arrived, and while they don't spill too much, they do give us a glimpse at the fashion to come. The photos show actors Whitney Peake and Eli Brown exiting a building. Peak is wearing a shiny long-sleeved dress uh, that is apparently not warm enough for the chilly NYC air because Brown offers her his coat. Another photo, presumably from when the cameras were not rolling, shows the two stars wearing face masks. As you guys know, obviously, um, in the midst of this pandemic, production has taken extreme measures to make sure everybody's safe still, which is great. I've seen lots of paparazzi photos of uh, films and television shows that are filming under new protocols, which is really good to know. They're taking it seriously. Peek and Brown were announced as cast members alongside Emily Allen Lynn, Jonathan Fernandez, and Jason Gote and Mars, but only Lynn has a character name so far. She'll play Audrey, a teen who has been in a long-term relationship and is beginning to wonder what that what more could be about. What more could be out there? Sorry, Deadline reported that Peek and Brown are both part of the leading trio with Lynn, the Gossip Girl Revival, don't call it a reboot. Well, it was originally supposed to premiere in 2020, but faced delays the coronavirus when COVID hit, um, shut down all productions. Few specific details have been released so far, but we as an E do know that the new show will take place eight years after the original Gossip Girl and will introduce a new generation of New York private school kids to a new version of the troublemaking spy. Kristen Bell will be back as the voice of Gossip Girl, and so far, she's the only original cast member to return. However, the new series takes place in the same universe as the first series, hence the reason it's not a reboot, so anyone could technically show up at any time if any of those characters would like to be a part of it. Um, one major difference between the new series is that there's no chance of being disappointed when the identity of Gossip Girl is revealed, since that's not a mystery to be solved this time around. Gossip Girl is now all of us, executive producer. Josh Schwartz said during a panel in 2019, quote, it didn't really feel like a group of adults who were being controlled by Gossip Girl would make a lot of sense, he said. So it felt like there was something really interesting about this idea that we all were all Gossip Girl now in our own way, that we are all the purveyors of our own social media surveillance state and how that's evolved and that how that's morphed and mutated and telling that story through a new generation of Upper East Side high school kids felt like the right time. Um, I know a lot of the comments on these photos when they first came out were a bit negative, and you know, don't reboot it, don't, don't, you know, try and recreate perfection, which is true. Um, and I've actually been watching Gossip Girl again. You know me; I love Gossip Girl's my favorite. However, but um, I'm excited because I love the world of Gossip Girl. I love the characters. I love the the creators. They are also also the creators of the OC. Um, and the Mar- Marvel's Runaways on uh, Hulu, which is a great show. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I'm. Y- you can't judge a book by its cover, and I'm just really excited to see what it's all about because you know me, I love Gossip Girl. Um, and now, aside from that, let's see here if there's any. Oh, here's a nice little story to end the day. A little. Uh, it's not political, but it's about our king. I'm sorry, our president. He is a king, though. Joe Biden, meet Joe Biden's dogs, Champ and Major, set to become the first White House pets in four years. Obviously, we know that President Trump doesn't have dogs because he doesn't have a soul. Um, I'm just kidding, not really. Um, but I mean, every president has a dog because it really gives of White House life. I mean, President Obama had two beautiful dogs. Um, George Bush, I believe, had a dog. And uh, 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 who was president before him? Uh, George Washington? No. Lincoln? No. Oh, Bill Clinton. Uh, I don't know if Bill Clinton's had a dog. I'm sure they did, but obviously the Trump administration is all about, like, you know, hunting, so they don't really appreciate animal lives because they're horrible people. Um, but that's my opinion, and I know that might be controversial, but that's just me, so silence. Okay. Um, by the way, you guys, The Crown is coming back soon. I'm so excited. I just can't. Hide it. I love The Crown. I love, I love Olivia. I love Olivia Coleman. I love Helena Bottom Carter. I love the rest of the cast. I don't know their names right now, but I know the Princess Diana's introduced a season, and it's going to be fabulous. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, probably pierced your ears with that one. Okay. For the first time in four years, in a move that restores a centuries old tradition, the White House is set to gain a first pet, actually, two former Vice President Joe Biden, whose victory in the 2020 U.S. presidential election was announced Saturday, and his wife, Jill Biden, have two German Shepherds, Champ and Major. The latter is also set to become the first rescue dog to live in the White House. That's so awesome. After the 2008 U.S. presidential election, Joe kept his promise to Jill. To get a puppy of President Barack Obama one gifting his wife with Champ, a three-month-old pooch. Purchased from a Pennsylvania breeder, Obama made the same promise to his daughters and fulfilled it, bringing home their first dog, Bo Bo's so famous. Um, the Biden's granddaughters were the ones who named Champ. The name also has sentimental significance for the president-elect. In his 2008 vice presidential campaign speeches, he recalled how his father would tell him, anytime you get knocked down, Champ... Get up. Joe later said his family plan on getting another dog, this time from a shelter. In November 2018, the Biden's adopted major from the Delaware Humane Association. Um, I mean, can you imagine being the dog of a president? Your life not only is fabulous, I mean, any dog who's adopted or or put into a loving home is so lucky, but being the president's dog, damn, like, that's freaking. I mean, and I think my dog is spoiled. I mean, we was really, my best friend and I spoil my dog like crazy, but I mean, I can't imagine being uh, a political dog, like, you're just probably treated so well, and probably have butlers and walkers and, you know, get to fly on Air Force One, fabulous, um, but that's so incredibly wonderful, um. Bring your life back into the White House, the, you know, the positivity that we need. And for all those naysayers who are like, well, not everybody likes dogs. Well, if you don't like dogs, then well, quite honestly, I, you are very suspect because dogs are the best. They're um, the loves of, well, my life and hopefully your life too. But yeah, adopt on the shop. And if you get a dog from a breeder because you know them, then that's okay too because I get it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture. I'm so happy for this future administration. January 20th, 2021 will be a fabulous day. Wear a mask, stay safe, be kind to one another. Don't give me shit about what's going on. I know what I like, and I say it when I say it. You can check out my podcast, The Mistress of Pop Culture, streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, Google Podcasts, um, iTunes, Radio, anywhere. Basically, we're podcast stream. Have a great Monday, and optimism, baby. Optimism! Bye.